the Links and Locks podcast. Better than most. Better than most. Better than most. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Four. You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the Links and Locks Best Bets podcast presented by Bet365. I'm Jason Sobel from the Action Network. He's Ben Everell from Golf Bet. We are just about to play 18 holes, break down our 18 bets for this week's Mexico Open. But first, the Links and Locks podcast is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION, A-C-T-I-O-N, to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1 on any game. Get $200 in bonus bets. Must be 21 or older. Offer available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, and Virginia in the U.S. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Benny, we get to the Mexico Open this week. And look, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It is not the greatest field, but (laughs) based on a little research that you've done and some numbers that we have, look, we've seen other inferior field events this year get a lot of money going in the marketplace. And so uh, there's no reason to think that we can't have that again this week, huh? Yeah, mate, absolutely. I think we were referencing, uh, you know, a couple of months ago, or, or we had the Honda Classic pull in a lot more money in the US markets as opposed to the week after with the Arnold Palmer Invitational. It was one of the big events uh, designated, elevated, whatever you want to call it, the, you know, with the big numbers. And I think it's because, you know, the punters out there, the betters out there know that there might be some opportunity in these other events. And um, look, we know we've got a very short price favorite. In fact, it's sort of going back to tiger-like dominance uh, with John Rahm there at the top. Um, we can't deny the Masters champ and defending champ here is the guy essentially to beat before we before we hit a ball in anger. But definitely, uh, you and I will. I, I assume you've done the thing. I've gone. I've gone through the field and tried to find a little bit of value in some people that you know you might not have otherwise paid much attention to in the past. Yeah, so John Rahm starts the week at plus 275 on the Bet365 board. Uh, you better be very confident in John Rahm this week. I'll put it this way. This is Tiger Woods in his prime type of numbers, and I get it. There's only nine players in the top 100 on the official World Golf ranking who are in the field this week. But still, you've got to have the utmost confidence in John Rahm, who may not be fully motivated. I mean, the reason he's here, essentially, I would think, I don't want to speak for John, but he won this event last year, so as the defending champion, you want to show up again. But uh, I'll have a little ROM play. We'll get to that in just a minute. But as always, 18 holes making 18 bets. Let's get to it. This week's Mexico Open. Uh, there's a lot of interesting names out there, a lot of numbers that are going to look way too short. Let's get to it, Benny. What you got? Well, I'm going to go to the man we just spoke of first, and I'm not going to necessarily play him as a win. Like I usually start up the, the the tournament, as you know, with my one of my first outright plays. I just think whatever we do, we have to talk about John from the top, right? You mentioned how short a price, priced favorite he is. Um, he's also just keep in mind not only he's defending champ, but he's also an ambassador for the event. Another another reason he's he he is there. He'll be the focal point all week. Um, not that he can't handle that, obviously, and he's the new Masters champ. He'll be pretty. Happy, but there'll be plenty going on around him and plenty of expectation. And as we've always said, you don't have to be that far off to be caught by guys on tour. So while I do think he is absolutely the most likely to win this tournament, um, that number is just 
like he's he's not Tiger Woods, right? In his prime, he's very good. He's very awesome. Um, but not much has to go wrong for for any of the players on tour these days for them to be beaten by someone who's you know hot for four rounds. So that being said, where am I looking at John? Well, avid listeners know they usually go to the first round leader market when I when I look to someone who's maybe too short of a price favorite. If you think John's gonna you know basically dominate, why not throw down on first round leader where you'll get 1200 or so um so 12 to 1 you know rather than your 250 275 and if you really think john ryan's going to dominate hey bet 365 same plus 1800 to go wire to wire so like why not try to take some money there like uh, here's the thing the 250 if he goes and shoots 61 on the first day and leads well you, you know Oh, good for you. You're in a good spot, you know, but it's still only going to go down to 150 or whatever it is, you know, whatever. You're not going to get much value there, right, Jay? So I'll just say look for the value on Ram rather than just go all in, smash it on the favorite. So look, I'll tell a quick story of why I know I'm going over time already, Jace, but like I have a good mate back in Australia who went very hard on Xander and um Xander and Cantlay last week at Zurich as the short priced favorites. And as we know, that did not necessarily work out for him. It's just, it's, it's hard. It's hard to do. And so I think look for the value and, you know, maybe save some of your kit this week for another week. If you're not that certain on where you want to go, just lots of little sprinklers on other guys and, and learn some players by, by getting in their pockets, so to speak, and, and riding the wave with them in Mexico. Benny, as you know, I usually start out my plays with a, Long shot, outright play that I like. Instead, for hole number two, I'm going to read to you from this week's preview that I wrote at the Action Network. I'm usually a fan of chasing variants for first-round leader wagers and going after a long shot, but my pod partner, Ben Everell, will often take the opposite route of <laughs> suggesting the outright favorite as a round one play, and I can at least see the strategy here. It makes even more sense this week as we can get John Rahm at a bigger number for Thursday than for all four rounds. And he just so happens to lead the PGA Tour in round one scoring average this season at 67.6, which includes a pair of 64s and 365s. It might be asking too much for the world's best player to race out to an early lead, yet fail to close it out. But it's hardly out of the realm of possibility. Benny, we have now made one bet each, and it's the same exact bet. <laughs> excellent yeah well as i said look I, I know i rambled a bit there at the start but it just it just is not good math in my mind to to throw your your load down there on on that plus 250 275 etc um with the variables in golf i mean i haven't delved into the, the the forecast or anything i don't think there's anything to worry about but you just never know right you just never know what's going to happen so maybe as i said and and if you are the big john ram fan i can just wait for the first round and well, really, what's the difference between the plus 275 and the plus 210 that you might get after the first round if he starts pretty well, right? So, all right, I'll move us on. Let's go to uh, hole number three. I'm going to go to a – I'm going to go to my long shot, if you will, because I have a feeling you're a fan of this guy as well, and I want to cut you off at the knees um, before you start. You're steal my guy here. You're going to steal my guy, and we're going to have the first two bets of this thing exactly the same well i know you love to go to your long shot earlier than me normally and i think that just looking at the board we are clearly going to hit the same one because this one's somewhere between 100 130 to one depending on where you look and it's a young superstar am i on the right track and it's a guy who played pretty decent last week in his team although they didn't we it was a guy i was on i was suggesting people should get on that team as an as a long shot last week 
and that's Akshay Bhatia. Yep. Um, I, you are not going to see that number on this kid at this level of a field very often, if ever again. That's what I'll say. Um, he is a stud. He's coming through. He's already been second at Puerto Rico with a with a weekend PGA Tour field. Hey, 130, I saw, 130 to 1, 110 to 1 most places. Come on. You, you can't deny it, right? Benny, as always, for the listeners to the podcast that haven't listened uh, on a regular basis, you and I do not talk before we get on the podcast. We say hi, we hit record, and we start going. We've both got our picks written down. I will show you the card right here. It's got right there at the top. Akshay Bhatia, my favorite outright play. In fact, it's in my preview. My favorite long shot outright this week. On a week when everyone's number looks way too short, Akshay's number looks way too long. He's like the one guy out there that you're like, wait, did someone (laughs) just completely misprice him? Is there a price boost? Like, what's going on? We play Guess the Odds every Monday on my SiriusXM PGA Tour radio show where uh, I basically, I know the odds and I'll quiz my co-host Michael Collins. And Michael's been doing a really good job just sort of going through and trying to figure out what the odds are for each player. He got the first three absolutely correct today when he did it on the show. For the fourth one, I asked him Akshay, and he went with 33 to 1 based on some of the other numbers he had seen. And I said, well, you probably want to bet him because his number is 100 to 1 this week. And like you said, even higher in some spots. It just makes so much sense. I'll also throw out this, Benny. His best finishes this year, a runner-up finish at the Puerto Rico Open, third and seventh on the Corn Ferry Tour in the Bahamas. Coastal resort courses in warm weather locations. I, I mean, it, it's all adding up to a big week for Akshay, Akshay this week. I don't know that he's going to win, but that is a number that I will absolutely go after this week. Yeah, at, at that number, you go across the board, Dan. Like you just yeah. I said, just on talent alone. Yeah. Um, and you're right. Like, honestly, and, you know, I'm supposed to be the quote-unquote expert in these spaces. Oh, my guess would have been 50 at best. Yep. Like, honestly. Yeah. I would have been like, okay, this week with the lower field, he'll be, you know, between 40 and 50. You know what I mean? What I would have thought. So I knew that you would see it. That's why I knew I'd take your thunder here because there's no way you would have missed that one. Good job. Um, All right. Maybe I'll do something different for you here then. I'll I'll go to, how about I go to an Aussie? That makes sure that you don't have something that I have. I'm going to go to a top 40 play um, with Aaron Badley. Uh, Just, you know, one of the guys that obviously I follow closer than others. Um, not been his absolute best year, but not been too bad either. And he's battling away, um, trying to once again sort of find his way in the FedEx Cup without having much other than, um, you know, he's down the line in status. I've seen him before reach PGA Tour status from past champion scenarios. So he he loves the fight. He's doing what he can. And you can get a good plus number on Aaron Baddeley, top 40 this week. Um, So, yeah, that'll be my little Aussie play this week. All right, I'll get to the sixth hole here, and I will counter your battley play with my Aussie play. I'll move him up here on my list. For a top 20, I'm going with Cameron Percy. I've got a little statistic for you, Benny, on why I'm going after this one. So I was looking at total strokes gain on the PGA Tour this season, which really there's no better metric to understand how a player is performing than strokes gain total. I know we like to look at wins and sure of course wins matter and top 10 finishes and scoring average but really strokes gain total shows you how good a player is playing 
in relation to his fellow players. There are only four players in this week's field. We talked about being an inferior field. Only four players in this field who are top 30 this season in total strokes gained. John Rahm is number one. I know. Yeah. Tony Finau, I'll get to him later. He's number four on the list. He's behind only Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, and Patrick Cantley. Wyndham Clark is well inside the top 30. I will talk about him in a little bit. And number 30 on that list, the fourth player and fourth highest strokes gain total number is Cameron Percy. He's having a really nice season later in his career. I'm going to play him for a top 20 at plus 550, Ben. 550, yeah, good number. Absolutely. Um, look, he he's, you know, he played last week with um, with Greg Chalmers. I don't know how well the necessarily that would have gone with Greg, not at his best these days, but trying his heart out. Um, yeah, that'd be an interesting one, actually. I'll be looking forward to when the, the market's open. Maybe if there is a top Australasian uh, market later in the week, you might get some value there, actually, on Percy, even though it's only bads and and charmers, et cetera, in that field. But, yeah, tip an eye on that one, too, I'd say. Um, all right. What hole are we up to now, son? Seventh hole. The seventh hole. All right, I'll give you a, a top 10 play. Um, this might be a little bit of, you know, recency bias or seeing something of the goods last week. But what I did watch uh, of the Zurich Classic, I cannot get out of my head how close we went to a hole-in-one and a par four from a youngster from overseas. Nikolai Hoygaard has had a few top fives around the world recently. He almost aced the par four, as I said. Um, he was by far the dominant partner in his team that played really well at the Zurich Classic. And I see it plus 280 for a top 10. Um, this might be someone to keep an eye on. Now, you might know the name from his brother, Rasmus, I think it is, who sort of burst on the scene a bit earlier than, than uh, Nikolai. But clearly, both of them have got some talent. Uh, I'll say that. So it was just a little, just something I noted, and I saw a decent number. And he seems to be on the radar of a lot of guys because he's up high on the boards across the across the board. Um, there's one to look at. Two eighty for a top ten. Benny, you and I are so much on the same page this week. It's amazing because I'll go eighth hole. I, I've got Hoygaard for a top five, and I mean it could have been top wow. ten easily, yep. but I'll, I'll go up to a top five. He's got two top fives in his last. Four global starts plus 500 for a top five it's not a great number but uh as you mentioned he played really well last week data golf tweeted out looking at strokes gained on all shots hit for last week the hoygaard thorbjorn olison team was the most lopsided hoygaard gained 7.6 strokes while olison lost 10.5 oh. i always thought that rasmus was supposed to be the more talented of the two twins nikolai is catching up in a hurry playing some really good golf without his twin brother around on the PGA tour. Uh, you want top 10. I want top five. Uh, maybe they can both cash this week. I think he's a really good player and he is rolling right now. Oof. That, I knew that he was the dominant partner, but I didn't know it was that much yeah. between the two. That's uh, yeah. That's well. it just shows you that he's in form. So um, I like your confidence, man. Like I said, I thought I was being pretty confident top 10, but why not? Like if you, if you, you like him, get the number and take it. Um, all right, let's round out the, the uh, front nine here. I'm going to give you a top 20 play with a guy who was inside the top six at the Mexico Open last year. Um, he is 57th on tour this year, Tita Green, which was a good marker from the one year we've had at this venue. Um, 
I've mentioned him a few times and, uh, you know, for being a, a, a long shot, uh, he almost made me look like a genius at Pebble Beach for a little while. But David Lipsky, I think, is a plus 280 top 20 option. Again, just because as much as anything he showed, he could do it last year. His tee to green numbers are pretty good. His putting is atrocious. He just needs to have a half decent week on that to get that top 20. So um, hopefully with a bit of experience on those greens from last year, he might do a little better and stick, you know, it was T6 last year. Let's see if he can be T top 20 again. Yeah, I like Lipsky. He's a good player. Um, yeah, we'll see. This course is a little bit long. I'm going to get into that in a second as we make the turn here. A reminder that the Links and Locks podcast is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1 on any game. Get $200 in bonus bets. Must be 21 or older. Offer is available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, and Virginia here in the U.S. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. We go to the back nine. I am up on the 10th tee, and Benny, the only reason I bring up that I might not love Lipsky this week is because uh, Vedanta Vallarta is a long golf course, 7,456 yards, par 71. It's a resort course. Basically feels like uh, you've got room to hit it, but the big hitters are going to have an advantage this week. I am going to target some of these big hitters on the back nine with my bets here, starting with hole number 10, Will Gordon for a top 10 this week. I feel like he's one of these guys, we talk about it fairly, fairly often, where his results haven't quite equaled his performance. He has gained strokes with his approach shots in seven of his last eight starts. The game looks really good. The numbers look really good. The results look pretty ordinary. I expect that to turn around. And if it's going to turn around, it should turn around at an event like this, where he's not playing against the best of the best, plus 550 for a top 10 for Will Gordon this week. All right. I, I understand what you're saying with the big, the big boppers. You're right. You don't, and it's, it's not a week where you need to be that accurate either, right? You just can smash it out. It can be a bomb and gouge week. Um, with that being said, all right, I'm going to pivot and put my 11th hole at this top five play because I think this guy can hit it out there a fair bit. Was 10th a year ago there in Mexico. I'm going for a top five at the 550 number you just sort of mentioned. 41st tee to green this year. Uh, Patrick Rogers, a, a guy that I, I I can't believe we're still waiting for him to win, to be honest. <laughs> I can't yeah. believe we're waiting for this guy to get it done. Um Clearly, you know, there's a little bit between the ears that must come up when it gets late and things get a little tight. But maybe this is the week where he gets a little bit of luck, gets himself out there, doesn't have as many big names on the leaderboard to worry about, etc. Um, I do like him just because I think his style, as I said, he doesn't need to be that accurate. He can just bomb it out there and then go from there. Um, I saw that Patrick Rogers, 550 for a top five. I don't mind him as a play this week. Yeah, came close at the Valero Texas Open just about right. three weeks ago. So he's he's not far off. He's in some good form right now. Twelfth hole, uh, Benny. I, I'm going to admit that until I started doing my research for this one, I did not know that MJ Duffy was having the kind of season that he's having right now. This yeah. is a guy who got a lot of attention a few years ago as a Monday qualifier. He's going to the Mondays of all these events and getting yeah. in uh, almost like. Patrick Reed back in the day, almost like uh, oh, who's the guy a couple of years ago? There's another one. Uh, I'm forgetting his name. MJ Duffy. 
Um, now has PGA Tour card. He's making the most of it. Going back to the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. 15th, 29th, 19th, 64th, 21st, 48th without a missed cut. Uh, playing some very, very solid golf. You go against, a, and I keep mentioning it, but a weaker field like this one. Give me MJ Duffy top 30 at plus 187 this week, Benny. Was it, uh, this way for all I remember, was it TJ Vogel that you were talking yes. about? Thank you. <laughs> That's it. The Monday qualifier. But no, I'm going to go to Daffy. Look, I, I, I flashed up my little notes here um, like you did earlier. We're on the same page. I have two guys, and one of which I put a big asterisk on here for the Bet365 player markets. And MJ Daffy at 55 or better at the minus 120. I'm like, that's a smash to me. I think that um, they've given you great, great wiggle room. That's essentially making the cut, obviously, a little bit better than that. But um, I like that. I think he should definitely be part of that crew. The other one I've got there, um, who is a guy who struggled a bit of late, but did have two top fives in the fall. T6 last time out last year. And you can get 45th or better. Uh, on Alex Smalley, who I think might just sort of get some uh, good mojo from a year ago in Mexico and could potentially be in the top 45 at that minus 120 number. So there's my 13th hole. But yeah, I had MJ Daffy as the smash player in those player markets. Yeah, you and I agree on a lot of the stuff this week. All right, if you're going down to a top 40, look, this is not exactly the week to go John Rom for a top 40. You're not getting a pretty <laughs> good number on that. So um, we understand that uh, you're you're going down the depths of the board. There's a guy that I th I've thought for a while has a ton of talent, dealt with some injuries. He might be the absolute longest player in professional golf uh, to the point where on the Corn Ferry Tour last year, there were events where he didn't even carry driver because driver would have been too much for him. He couldn't hit it anywhere. Brandon Matthews, like ah. I said, an immense amount of talent. And because of that, I think he's got a much higher ceiling than other players of his level. All it takes for a guy who's a big hitter is, hey, the Hunter gets hot, you hit it 370 all over the place on a big golf course like this, and you give yourself chances. It's not that he's playing great, but he does have top 40 top forty finishes in two of his last three starts, plus uh, another one this past week, a seventh-place finish uh, alongside Sean O'Hare at the Zurich Classic. Maybe that helps boost him to some bigger and better things. Like I said, I'm targeting players who can bomb it off the tee this week, Brandon Matthews, top 40, plus 175. And if I'll throw in a little bonus one here, Martin Trainer, the 2019 Puerto Rico Open champion who almost immediately started missing cuts every single <laughs> week after that. He's starting to make a little comeback here. I, I don't mind Martin Trainer as well. Trainer and Matthews, again, just for some very conservative props. You want to throw them some DFS lineups. I've done that already. But big hitters who I think can thrive on this golf course. All right, I'm going to give you the contrarian because I'm down to 15 and 17 for me, 15th hole, 17th hole. And I'm, this is where I'm putting in my two uh, outright plays. My my number one outright play is a big, big hitter. It's probably not going to be a surprise to many people who will go with there. We'll get to that in a minute. But I'll give you my other one as a contrarian. Another person who I often bring up on this podcast, uh, look, he's like 190th or something in distance, but 44th strokes gained off the tee because... His driving actually is top 10, ninth, I think, on tour. Uh, I believe he was, last year he was sort of in the top 25 in Mexico, but he was brilliant, well, not brilliant, but he was really good tee to green. His putting, which is always his weakness, let him down there. I'm going to hope that off the back of some decent golf, again, he can maybe find some rhythm. 
and that's Aaron Rye. Uh, mm. Aaron Rye is an option, uh, again, as one of these, not as long, no doubt, but he will almost always be accurate and can get it there on the green. Teeter Green is going to be important. Um, he's just going to need to make some more putts. So there's a little bit of value on Aaron Rye in the outright market. Um, 36th on Teeter Green this season. Uh, if you're looking for a non-big bomber, that's one way to go. Yeah, okay. That that makes some sense. Aaron Rye, uh, first-round leader two weeks ago at Harbortown. He's playing some good golf right now. All right, 16th hole. Look, I like Wyndham Clark. You like Wyndham Clark. Everybody likes Wyndham Clark. He's playing some great golf right now. He has five top 10 finishes uh, so far this season on the PGA Tour. That said, I don't like Wyndham Clark at 18 or 20 to 1, which is where he is in the marketplace. He is third on the board this week, which is crazy. Can he win? Of course he can, but I'm not chasing that number. That said, if you want to get an investment on Wyndham Clark, I think he makes a really nice one-and-done play this week. I don't know where else you're playing Wyndham Clark, but this is the spot to play him in one-and-done pools. And I'll look at him in the player-finishing position market at Bet365. Wyndham Clark, 25th or better at minus 120. Fire him up. He is definitely finishing in the top one, top 25. And that is a, again, there. it's a juice number. It always is for all these player market bets, but uh, I think that's a very smart play on Wyndham Clark if you want to have a little investment on him. Yeah, I expect he'll be in the mix, absolutely, coming down the stretch. Um, for me, I skipped past him for exactly what you mentioned, the number. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, you know, and it's, it is what it is, though. It's still potentially a better number than, you know, obviously if he wins, it's a good number. So we'll see how we go. Um, but I'm going to give you my number one outright it's not going to come as a surprise because i haven't mentioned him yet and anyone who's seen the field list will know why haven't they mentioned this guy yet it's tony Finau. um look he has not been playing up to what i expected this season so far so i say this year obviously he um, was okay in the fall <laughs> getting a couple of wins there uh and he look he's been 12 straight 31 or better with the 31 being his last start so he's playing okay He's just not really put the foot down. But where did he have all those wins last year? And where did he start to show what he could do? In the events that were a little uh, low on um, major talent, if you will, were a little smaller on that sort of stuff. He can smash the ball. Uh, you know, I think he did at least one round of eight under last year um, to finish runner-up. Uh, and you get better value than you get for John Rahm. Like, I mean, Rahm's obviously a better golfer than Tony right now. But, uh, you know, if Tony turns up and puts his best, he's not that far behind John Rahm on those days, you know? Like, so it's just value. That's in terms of not the overall number from other week to week, but in this field, it's a value number. Well, Benny, I've got it at you and I agreeing on four picks so far in the pod. Well, <laughs> let's make it five because I've got Tony Finau as yeah. my favorite outright play this week. And I get it. Look, you don't want to chase the short number and John Rahm is really short. Tony Finau is, like I mentioned off the top, an absolute number two in this field, and it's not close. Yeah. And so if I can get Tony Finau at three times the number as John Rahm, I, I think there's some value in there, even at a very short number. You say that Finau's been disappointing this year, but I point out once again the analytics which tell us that Tony Finau, based on strokes gained, has been the fourth best player on the PGA Tour so far this season. It's very strange. Since January... Only two top tens, best yeah. finish of top of T7 at the Century Tournament of Champions. Very strange that Finau hasn't played better than that, but I'm absolutely buying what you are 
talking about where Finau shows up at these inferior fields and it's just there there's something that it does to his confidence happened at the 3M Open last year the Rocket Mortgage Classic the Cadence Bank Houston Open as long as he doesn't show up and look at John Ra- John Rahm on the range he can look at everybody else <laughs> and say I am better than that player I should beat him this week finished in second here a year ago there's a reason why Tony Finau is coming back he's coming back because he wants a chance to go out and get that next title Plus 750, I'm buying Tony Finau this week. This has been the Links and Locks Best Bets podcast. Remember, you can find us everywhere you find your favorite podcast. Download, subscribe, rate, and listen every single week during the PGA Tour season. For Ben Everill, I'm Jason Sobel. Good luck with all your bets for this week's Mexico Open. Here's hoping you hit the green. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.